Hi, this is Arik and Aurelia, and we're here to talk about life and interesting things. Or so we think, but in the end, we leave that up to you. Either way, what we have to talk about is ageless. So we are on the um, the dawn of a new year, hmm. 2022, and we just worked on a. Very informative and extensive 2022 forecast for all months and all signs. We did. It took us like a long time because a whole year is a long time, <laughs> <laughs> and it's really kind of special because uh, you actually worked on this forecast, which yeah. is really amazing. Thank you. Well, I certainly thank you. So I, I just. I want to dedicate this podcast just kind of talking about that forecast going over. I mean, it's a lot to go over, and、um, it's available to read and listen to as its own podcast.、Uh, but I think it's just a really kind of good idea to do a quick Q and A, a little bit about the transits that are going on, anything that kind of jumped out at you. I mean, we know that it's two thousand twenty-two, so it's the power of the twenty-two. Yeah. Throughout the year. Yeah, which is very helpful, and one of the main messages of the year is、uh, making spirituality a priority. Yes, like、uh, not just what we call decorative dharma, like you know we do it because it looks good or because our peers are doing it or because oh my god I don't have anything better to do or. Oh yeah, I go to these retreats, and then I meet men or women, respectively. Or, you know, all kinds of reasons, but not the real reason. Meaning, you know, our spiritual、uh, forward movement, our enlightenment. So I guess we kind of have to maybe break it down. Like, what's a priority? Hmm. So. You're asking me that now. What's a priority? Is that the question? Yeah, because when you say, "Okay, so I go to these retreats and I burn my incense and I do my meditation and maybe even I do my atonements and、okay. I do all kinds of things,、mm-hmm. but it's they're just actions, but it's not really priority." Yeah, because in all those things, like the priority is、uh, to make me. Feel better one way or another, <laughs> and you know if you make spirituality your priority and you're seriously and honestly on the path, there will be times where you not only not feel better but you feel so much worse that you start thinking about wow you know what did I get myself into is is that real is that true um I don't know. I think I'm on the wrong path. I'm gonna do something different. That's funny. I heard you say you feel so much worth. Oh really? Yeah. Oh my God! Am I have a lisp? Lisping? <laughs> no, I guess you said so much worse. Yeah. No, but I heard worth,、uh-huh. which is also true. Yes. Because maybe you find your worth that's not dependent on material things,、mm-hmm. and then that's very difficult because the ego intrinsically cannot. See worth beyond what it can touch, taste, hear, 
or smell or give it or spend. You know, greater <laughs> greater pleasure and whatever then the ego defines oh, okay. as pleasure mm-hmm. you know that's, oh, that's very interesting because from. you talked about like like we're here to feel good you know like we do things to make us feel good and we want to live here in this material realm like we talked about in a previous uh podcast episode where we talk about the, the, the material realm, whether it's purgatory or the, the, the samsara or the um, malhut or the matrix. Or we, we're here to feel um, good. But then we have the, you just brought up another uh, energy like pleasure. Mm. So we want to feel good, but then we do use these tools to feel good. But at the same time, we're supposed to hear to feel good. Yes. <laughs> Can you... Nicely put. <laughs> I guess it's the age-old distinction between temporary happiness mm. and true happiness. Mm. Because uh, these measures that we take that make us feel good, they're very transitory. Because they are based on something outside and something that, you know, pleases the ego. And so this will always change. Yeah. This depends very much on all all these factors of what's fashionable at this moment. You know, like, let's just say, you know, I mean, thank God with dress codes and dress fashion, it's not that strict anymore. But just imagine, you know, you really well, we are have to a wear fashionista, masks, more or less. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, like three years ago, you would have worn palazzo pants that come all the way up uh, onto your waist. Mm-hmm. Then people would have looked at you weird because they would have thought, you know, you are wearing mama jeans or whatever it's called you know yeah and that would not have made you feel very good Mm -hmm. like the average person that doesn't have a lot of self-esteem would be worth if you're in a position where you cannot afford what's fashionable right now but then this can change you know now if you would wear these pants wow you know you'd be rocking it right and so like this kind of happiness and this applies to anything really that's based in uh, outside opinion mm-hmm. and this is just transitory and it'll never grant you peace of mind or real happiness and this is why all these things like the incense and the crystals, crystals oils and, and though very helpful mm-hmm. and I love all of it no, if it's um, supposed to be a source of pleasure in and of itself, then you know it's not such a good thing. Right. If it's just an accoutrement to your path, then that's a different story. Yeah, beautiful, well said. I think it's really interesting because the past two years we we've really seen how transitory the material world is as we're going through a period of transition. Yes. And so it kind of seems like 
when this all broke out, there was a Capricorn grouping of planets mm. that in Capricorn is the sign of illusion and darkness and all kinds of things, earth sign and everything, material realm, like, dare I say, antimatter as well to a certain extent. And Absolutely. Yes. It is also the sign of enlightenment. Yes, you know, in a sense. yes, so, okay. yes, 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 yes. But in a world where most people are insecure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So anyhow, we had this big grouping of Capricorn planets and then everything started to change big time mm. in the world. Yes. And I think it's more or less on one level because there's many aspects to it. And I, you know, really organized it well in the article that we wrote. It was kind of showing us like how when we're living in this, insecure way with the material that this is the result of that more or less mm -hmm. so these past two years have been really intense for the whole decade uh, I mean we're at this decade process but 2022 is kind of lightening it's lightening things up a little bit at least for this one year because the rest of the decade has intense transits going on but we get a little bit of a break so The, the forecast talks about the, the spiritual priority, why it's so important to have a priority, to make it really a priority and to not just use it as a feel-good uh, device mm. to enforce the comfort zone, mm -hmm. right? So there's, there's all kinds of really good information. And just jump in at any time. I mean, these are totally unscripted podcasts. But you know there's all kinds of information in the forecast about deep space threats and where these are coming from and uh, what I think was really interesting is like when doing the research and finding out about the uh, the transits that are going on because you know you're working with what's called the outer planets which are the generational planets uh, a lot of the the energy that happened during World War II or the Declaration of Dependence these transits they're coming back they're hitting key points again yes for us to maybe look at it from a different point of view Well, hopefully we will, but uh, looking around, I have to say, probably not. Mm -hmm. Because we haven't made spirituality our priority yet. And until we do that, we will just be on the same wheel over and over and over again. Like we say, it happened before, it will happen again. Yeah. And that's the end of it. And, you know, we can be all in group denial about that. That doesn't matter. Belief is not required. Right. So it's, it's really interesting because that is absolutely true. And, and I remember when, you know, in the wake of the, the changes that we were going through as a collective in the material realm, because remember... It starts in the spiritual. So there is a mm -hmm. spiritual counterpart to what we're experiencing here. And I think it's this lack of connection. Yes. And I've been talking about this since my original post about all this, you know, with COVID that really went viral. It was before mm -hmm. a lot of the, you know, tags were being put on posts. Mm -hmm. and so it would, I, Somehow it just got through all that. And it's the same solution. It's the, making spirituality the number one priority. And... When, and here's something that I think I really want to talk to you about because I feel like you are one of the experts on this. And, I, and just as a little backstory, Ooh. it's kind of funny because 
Uh, I had been studying astrology since I was, as, as, as I can remember, even my mom, she was like, you know, it makes so much sense because when you're little, you're obsessed with the stars and everything. And, and I really, the first day I met you in this life, I felt like, I wouldn't say I felt like a pro or something, but I, I really knew a lot about astrology. And then, you know, I w- just had this gift of getting chart information, mm, whatever. Yeah. And you asked me, you said, well, what's going on with your nodes? <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> oh, man, like, I totally need to do more research on that. And since then, I really have gotten a huge grip on nodes, and I use them in my practice all the mm-hmm. time. I even, you know, taught a class on it. And, you you know, if you guys are interested, uh, you mm. can watch it on Zodiac Hackers online membership. A lot of people have been requesting that class, by the way. Yeah, because notes are really important because it shows you your inner and outer self and uh, thereby where you come from and where you're Mm -hmm. going to, like inner, outer. I can study notes up and down, but you just (laughs) say these little sentences and you're like, oh my God, that's so true. It's exactly it. It's, It's beautiful. So we had... We're having this year a nodal shift. Very scary, guys. But why? Because of what I just said. You know, mm-hmm. we have to redefine who we think we are on all levels. That's very scary. Yes. That, yeah. Like we, we just said. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, on the outside, I don't know. It could mean gaining fortunes, losing fortunes. Yes, yes, yes. You know, this is like one thing, like Mm -hmm. depending on how that defines us, um, which it definitely does, because, you know, if you're homeless, you have another idea about yourself as if you live in a palace. I mean, that's for sure. (laughs) But then also, like, Mm -hmm. you know, with uh, just trying to pound it in, like the spiritual aspect of it, like that inner self, you know, like redefining really who we are and and redefining remembering. Yeah. Remembering. And, you know, um, we have watched this movie, like, which we really like. It's not the good guy, but something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like... (laughs) Free guy. The free guy. That's right. That's Mm -hmm. what it's called. Like the free guy. Mm -hmm. And... So yeah, free guy. This is like mm-hmm. an amazing, amazing movie because it's about this. Um, okay, I mean, whatever. If you haven't seen it, then you probably will forget about it by the Sorry time about you the watch spoiler it. Alert. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I uh, will talk about it because it has such a really good message. Because you know, in video games, if you're not aware of that, there are these. Um, like little program loops they are called non-playable characters and like this is you know like when you walk along and then there this old man is there and he has like a walking a dog and you can stop and then he will talk to you like he will say one sentence but then you know you want to talk more and he will repeat that sentence because that's all he can do and no matter how often you lose your life or come into the same uh, area of the game he will always say the same thing so this is 
What's called an NPC? Yeah, I, I would character. sometimes spend a lot, a long time, like just playing Zelda or other games, like exhausting the amount of responses they have, looking for a clue or something. You know, <laughs> yeah. I would choose all the options and then. Mm-hmm. So actually, and, it's really funny. I have to say, I have to yeah. say a little side note because uh, one of our friends who is an author, uh, I once like showed her. Uh, I think it was Zelda. I can't remember what game mm-hmm. it was, and. One of her first comments was like, anyone who says that video games like uh, like doesn't have a lot of reading clearly hasn't played it because there is a lot of reading. Yes. Like you have to read it and then you have to be quick with your hand. So it's a totally good brain hand coordination. 100%. Which it, will prepare you for, for the kids, metaverse. You know, which also, you know, then uh, like many adults. But all not know and like too, they, yeah. Yeah, like they, they um, judge their kids when they're just right. playing video games. But no, it's mm-hmm. a lot of reading. It's like really like reading books mm-hmm. and the stories and everything. Anyhow, that movie shows us very clearly the process of redefining, remembering, like becoming somebody different because it's a story about this non-playable character who steps out of his loop and becomes sentient. And, you know, once again, the age-old question... When do we become sentient? What does it mean? Well, sentient clearly means Mm self-reflecting. You know, I can think about myself and I can draw conclusions and I can, you know, fantasize or I can get closer to the truth. And and this is like with getting back to the nodal shift, like the Mm -hmm. inner self, like changing the definition of your inner self, like coming from an NPC where you just run in these pre-programmed loops over and over and defined over Defined by again. your birth chart. Exactly, mm-hmm. which is defined by your karma, by mm-hmm. your fate. Your code. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Like mm-hmm. this is what it is and no matter whom you meet and no matter how much time passes, You know, it's always the same response, like your reactive nature will always be the same and go like on and on and on and on. Until you change. Yes. And mostly in the video game we call life. And I remember, you know, the first time you wrote about that's probably 10 years ago or more. Mm-hmm. You know, when you say life is a video game, gosh, I love it. If you can find this article anywhere, look for it. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. If not, we should republish it. It's in the book. It. Oh, it's in the book. It's in the book. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, anyhow, until, you know, the game runs out, you know, and then you reboot and then it's still the same. Right. Or there might be even an upgrade of the game or a new version of the game or but the NPCs are always the same yeah because they are not going uh, the programmers are not going to or the developers or the producers or the people who pay for it they're not gonna waste resources on NPCs they just copy and paste I mean there are libraries out there where you can just buy NPCs so this is like always the same It's actually, for anyone who's curious, it's in the Gemini chapter of my book, Zodiac Hacks. It's a section called Life is a Video Game. You need to level up. 
Yes. And we know life is a game because from the tarot, mm -hmm. right? And I think it's also very interesting because uh, we were given life from God, the creator, and we give life to machines and we create things or children, like whatever our creations are, we give life to that as well. Mm -hmm. Self-reflective I, does it mean like you have the capacity for self-reflection or that you actually do it? Because there are some people who don't self-reflect. No, yeah. Well, oh, just let me think about that. It's I guess you have the capacity and self-reflection. Everybody who is sentient self-reflects. It's just not that they maybe come up with great philosophical insights, but self-reflection would be something like I am cold I'm hungry. or I am hungry. That also is self-reflection already, so thereby sentient. Right, right. Like, I need to be charged. Yes. <laughs> I, I need ink. Yes. Oh, my God. This is a scary, scary moment. Yes. Mm -hmm. But yes. Well, it's uh -huh. kind of where we're headed. So it's, yeah. it's, it's amazing because remember when, when the pandemic first hit mm -hmm. and I was kind of going week by week. First I did day by day, then I did week by week, and then mm -hmm. I did month by month, and I saw many opportunities where it would break open and we yeah. would be able to end it yes. as a collective because yes. it's in our hands. Side note, I think it's really funny because I've been getting uh, not personal messages, but like just many newsletters from people who like have talked about how some of the pandemic is state controlled and other part of it is, is like health controlled. Like I have no opinion either way that I, it's like, it doesn't matter what I think, but I just think it's funny how so many people, it's like as common as McDonald's, like that it's a lot of control, mm. like what's going on. Okay. Which is also a Capricorn theme. I have no opinion either way about it. That's like worth sharing. I'm just saying, like, it's in our hands. Like, we hold the control with our consciousness and the transition that just cannot be stopped, but how we can really just navigate it smoothly. Let's put it like that. Yes. So, I saw astrologically one, let's call it challenging transit after another, after the nodes shifted the first mm. time. Oh my God, there's no break. How can this be that there's no break? This was either planned or like our karma is like unfolding under the perfect conditions for these kinds of renderings of reality that that are breaking us out of these loops mm -hmm. or shoveling us in as we see realities are splitting into two. Because yes. the theme is next year, two. Yeah. But the 222 is really, it's giving us a little break. We finally get a little bit of a break, but we have this nodal shift that is intense because nodes always come in pairs. They like always come in two. twos. They always come in twos. <laughs> there's a north node and there's a south node mm -hmm. because for every where you're going, you have where you're coming from. Yes. Like you always say, like for every past, every future has a matching past. Yes. And so it's very interesting. So when the nodes shifted the first time, some of the lockdowns were lifted. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is how I knew it was happening. And now the nodes are shifting again. And it's a, into a very interesting uh, point. And they are shifting 
into completely new signs, into and I talk about it really like it's there in the article, mm. but it's but here what I want to talk about is it's moving into Taurus Scorpio. And I can just tell you guys, in case you have not deducted that, this is a really, really, really big thing. Yes. So that that is um, Taurus Scorpio. So yes, it's a big deal. And it's the south node. So the... Uh, where we're coming from. I would let you say, yeah. Yeah, like where I'm coming from. In Scorpio. It's like my outside, uh, I would say, like more, you know, the outside, like where I'm coming from. This yes. I've already experienced. So this is what I'm showing. Right. Also kind of the baggage that we have yet to resolve. That's where I'm coming from. Where you're coming from. Like, yeah. So Scorpio. North node, which is. Who I'm going to. In Taurus. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like what I'm supposed to become, you know, what I have to. That's right. To master. This combination, one of the most difficult placements that could ever be in a chart ever. Mm. Because the South Node in Scorpio can bring up a lot of self-destructive traits. And the North Node in Taurus is going to pair up with Uranus. Yeah. Like I said, scary times ahead. Yes. More or less. Yes or no. But it's really... If you're afraid of change. If, yeah, I thank have you. To I mean, this, you have to practice yeah, no, it. I, have it, to make I just this said it's a good year and then you're saying it's scary times ahead. I mean, what is it? <laughs> yeah, if you're afraid of change, then, you know, it can be very, very scary. If obviously you you are into change and you made spirituality your priority, let's not forget about that. That's what we're really talking about. Mm -hmm. Then obviously it's going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. How so? Well, because, you know, what you just said, the nodes together with Uranus and everything will do a lot of work for us. Yeah. So the the north so Taurus is money and banks and systems. Uranus is technology. North node is where we're going. This could be a perfect opportunity to roll out the CBCDs, the central bank, uh, you know, cryptocurrency, mm -hmm. the 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 digital currencies being rolled out. I'm not saying, you know, I'm just saying this could be a big change that we all have to get into, and it talks extensively in the the write up about how this happened before mm. and how it could be happening again as this is all changing. So it's it, it will be challenging with this intense fate. And then to add on top of that, all the eclipses will be happening in Scorpio Taurus, obviously, because that's when they're mm. aligned with the nodes. Mm. So there's like a lot of energy with this Death Hierophant connection. So if we're afraid of change, then we will be changed. But if we change, then we will. Yeah, it's like I compare it to, you know, like if you're at the ocean. Mm -hmm. Wow. And 
you resist the waves and you're going to be pounded. That's very unpleasant. But if you go with the waves, you're going to be surfing. And that's a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Yeah, that's right. So just by the way, this is this begins on January 18th. So it's at the beginning of the year, more mm. or less, like right mm. before we enter Aquarius. Hmm. Yeah. So in Aquarius is, of course, the sign of networks and connection and also um whatever happens in aquarius is very widespread yes you know, it goes like everywhere so yes there's no place to hide from those changes that's, that's right what i you can learn more add. about aquarius and zodiac hacks the book everything's in there yes i have to plug that in <laughs> yeah totally because that's like you know totally a, a big question about what's going on there so we so yeah i think it's change is a natural part of spiritual priority yes absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. because, because that's not about feeling good <laughs> yeah that's right it's about moving on and um, transforming our dense reality and our dense perceptions into the fluid state of light and that's what enlightenment is all about. And this is like this ongoing process of transformation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it is like, you know the definition of evil, right? Tell me. It's someone or something that will not change. Mm. And it's really intense because Neptune will be, is in Pisces, the sign that it rules. And when, when Neptune this year reaches 22 degrees Pisces on, which will be during uh, February 22nd, a lot of this energy that doesn't want to change is going to be purged. Can you believe it? All these 20 seconds. Yeah. Two, 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 two. Yeah. We couldn't make it up if no, we wanted to. No, it's all in the math. Yeah. It's all, it's all there in the astrological yeah. charts. And it's really amazing because that's, Neptune is is really with this 22 energy really saying okay we all have a connection to the archetypes Mm -hmm. like really strong yeah i love it so i love it we will be offering uh some you know using the energy to offer some ways to really make sure that we're connecting we have right away the the new moon connection at the at the january 1st which i'll be doing a live stream which is very rare because it's a really positive, powerful way to use like the, the quantum level of the fiscal year, the first day, to connect and to work mm-hmm. on increasing your, your intuition, listening to your voice, listening to your guidance, and, and whether that's coming through other people or from within. It's a really good way to help do that throughout the, the rest of the year. So there's all kinds of opportunities we have uh, especially as we're progressing through the the year, which is giving us a nice break and a lot of reserve energy that we're going to need to get us through the rest of the decade. Mm. Yeah. And for those of you who are wondering, it's all there in the report, but the nodes shift about every 18 months. So we have about 18 months to really work with these changes and then to build upon them with that Taurus energy and building into a, a new, brighter, and better... Cause 
Taurus is also that light bringing energy, right? Yes. <laughs> to really bring more light into the world. So this will help us to just kind of pull away from complaining and into building. Anything else you want to say about the year at this point? Hmm. No. Well, let's make the best of it. Sounds great. And it was really an honor to work on that with you. And we wish you all a happy new year and wishing that you all make the best of it. And this has been Arik. And Aurelia. And you've just listened to an episode of Ageless. Thank you guys so much for all the support. We're so happy to be back. Please share this with anyone in your reality that you think or maybe don't think needs to hear it. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Say a sense for love. <laughs> Ciao. <laughs>